Hello and welcome to Future Proof Folk, the podcast where we chat to fascinating people working on exciting projects which keep the folk music scene in England moving forward, growing and generally staying amazing. I'm Owen Ralph. Last time I had the pleasure of chatting with Tom Besford, Chief Executive of English Folk Expo. We talked about the professional folk music scene and some of the things that need to change and develop over the next few years. And this week in many ways follows on quite nicely from that. I'm chatting to Rachel Newton, who's of course a fantastic musician and has a very successful performing career. She is curating a weekend of events at King's Place in London entitled Trad Reclaimed Women in Folk, which is described as a series of concerts featuring women musicians and singers in the contemporary folk scene and celebrating iconic figures in its development, showcasing pioneering forces in the tradition that some of the country's finest instrumental talent and powerful purveyors of song, the weekend aims to redress a gender imbalance often found in the wider music scene. And that's going to be taking place from the 15th to the 17th of March 2019 at King's Place in London. So in the first half, we'll chat a bit about the series itself, the ideas behind it and some of the key questions it's asking, before talking a bit more about the experience of being a performing musician. And in the second half, we look a bit more at diversity within the folk scene. So Rachel, thank you very much for joining me. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, so tell us a bit about Trad Reclaimed. What is it, first off? So Trad Reclaimed, uh, Women in Folk Music, as it's called, is a kind of celebration of um, some of just some of the fantastic musicians that we have uh, who are women. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, especially um, some of the great instrumentalists. Um, it looks to uh, those that have gone before us. We've got a play about Margaret Margaret Barry and, um, and Shirley Collins is going to be interviewed and um, right down, you know, to sort of people that are these sort of young musicians that are, that are coming up. So, yeah, yeah. It should be a good weekend, hopefully. Where did this phrase, trad reclaimed, come from? Yeah, it was actually uh, Sarah Coxon, who's my agent, who also works for Alan Behrman Music. She's very good with words. Uh, and we were kind of stuck for a name because it's difficult to think up names for these sorts of yeah. things. Um, uh, and it was her that came up with it, actually. But yeah, I like this idea of kind of reclaiming something for your own. And um, yeah, it was it kind of it rung, rung true for me, definitely. Yeah. I, don't, I want to dig into that a bit more. <laughs> what, yeah. what, what is it that you're that's kind of being reclaimed, I guess? Yeah, well, I suppose, for me, um, a lot of a lot of what I've been talking about with, with women in music and things like that is um, this idea of, of um, women themselves kind of taking the, the mantle to sort of, to actually kind of, you know, stand up and, and, and really own what they're doing and, yeah. and feel confident about it, you know, which... Um, isn't always easy, you know, um, and there's a lot of factors that, that make that kind of difficult. Um, so uh, I suppose reclaiming something is kind of, uh, I suppose in a way, a kind of way of kind of doing that. And, I, you know, just feeling like, yeah, I'm, I'm taking this as my own and this is, this is, this is my music and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's the topic of women in focus, something that, that you've been kind of spoken about for a while and yeah. doing various events in various places um is so is, is this sort of your i guess the key thing that you want to see changed in the, the folk scene at the moment yeah yeah um yeah my i suppose one of my kind of uh, my things that, that I've been to, uh, is, is is talking about um seeing more more women on stage you know especially more instrumentalists um often women are sort of put into you know, we're all sort of put into roles and, you know, um, it's often as the singer uh, at the front of the band and, and there'll be 
all men in the back, you know, uh, sir. And I just see that quite a lot. And there's nothing wrong with that, of course, but it's just trying to kind of balance that out a wee bit and, and show that there are, you know, there are women singing and there are also women playing instruments and, and doing all sorts of different things, dance, uh, all these different things. Um, so it was just trying to kind of really highlight that, I suppose. Mm. Um, so this series of events you've got coming up at King's Place, it's, it's a really good programme, oh, quite, quite a mix of things. Um, what, what would you like the, I guess, the end goal of it to be? I suppose um, just to, to bring a tip, you know, to bring more attention to, to sort of the fact that we still have a way to go uh, in the folk scene to, to kind of work towards, you know, more kind of diversity. Um, I think something I'd like to see, you know, this 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 weekend um, is, is focusing on, on sort of gender, you know, it's, um, but I think there are other elements, you know, of, of, of sort of diversity that, that folk music could really do better at. <laughs> um, and, and you know, I, I'd like to talk about that. We've got a discussion panel uh, as part of the weekend. So I'd, I'd really like to kind of, to people, to, yeah, just to sort of, just to really continue that discussion and push push that a bit further and just try and make make the scene more more inclusive. I mean, it is a very supportive, inclusive scene in a lot of ways, mm. um, but you know, it is a very white middle class, <laughs> uh, you know, genre. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just like to kind of to kind of look at that a bit and and and, that, and yeah, maybe challenge that a little bit. Yeah. Do you? I don't know if this is a, an answerable question. Um, why, why do you think it's it's so predominantly that demographic that's focusing on um, that? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, really. Um, it does seem to be uh, the music that people kind of start appreciating in the later years yeah. <laughs> more, maybe. Um, I mean, you know, I say that, that's... That's the case in some in some cases, but actually there are loads of young people playing traditional music, yeah. music, um, and more and more now, you know. Um, but you know, when you see aud- audiences, it, it does tend to be the more affluent kind of maybe slightly older generation often that are that are going to to shows mm-hmm. um, across the country, you know, uh, in, in general. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that's all about, really. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. Um, I was chatting to Sarah Jones a few weeks ago oh, about yeah. um, uh, folk music and education, generally. Yeah. Um, and she made a very interesting comment that um, she, she said that she found that in when you're looking at young people, particularly under 18s, there are a lot of uh, girls and young women playing mm. uh, traditional music and yeah. instrumental music as well. Um, but there seemed to be a drop-off point between... <laughs> getting older yeah. and actually going into that professional yeah end. definitely um, what, what, what do you make of that yeah that's definitely that's one of the kind of main points that that I've found really interesting and, and really noticeable you know because I've, I've done a lot of I mean I, I came up through the Fage movement which was kind of a summer school type type thing in Scotland and um, you know yeah loads of us uh, sort of loads of female musicians in that and and then yeah it just doesn't seem to be reflected um, there seems to be something that happens at that at that point, and um, that's a big big question. It's like, why is that? You know, what are the factors involved in this? Um, you know, what is stopping women from from taking that kind of step forward? That you know, to, to taking it to that next level. Um, and to be honest, haven't you know? There there's so many. I mean, it's very it's so complex. You yeah. know, there's not one answer really to that. Um, 
and, and there's a lot of factors there um, but that's definitely something that's been been really interested me a lot you know um, there's you know I've had various discussions about it and different things have come up I suppose you know things like um, you know there's the obvious things like women of, often being the main kind of care provider you know so when they start to have children and things like that it's really difficult to tour and um, lots of lots of big conversations with friends you know my friends about touring with babies you know which I've I don't have kids myself but I have toured with other people's babies <laughs> and you know and it's it's possible but it's not easy you know it's not easy and, and that is often more the, the you know it, it, it often kind of affects women more in in a way I mean that's unfair to it's unfair to say that that's completely the case of course because you know it's not but um but that's definitely a factor mm-hmm. um and yeah other things like you know talking about confidence like often I mean it, you know there's it's like a hundred years since women had the vote you know it's not like these things aren't going to change overnight <laughs> it's not that long ago is yeah. it um and there's just things that are just ingrained in all of us through sort of society isn't it and and it, I think it's really easy to put yourself in a box that you think you should be in you know and and to not have to think oh that's not that's not for me you know um so that's a big thing as well it's not just about the attitude of of men it's about the attitude of of women as well to you know for us for us to have that confidence to kind of go for it yeah um, it's definitely another factor you know so when you were sort of making that transition just into your professional career, mm. um, what what was what was that experience like for you? And did did you did you feel that because you were a woman that it was it was more difficult than kind of the men around you who were doing the same thing? Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't really. F- I don't think it's been more difficult in just in, you know in terms of actually doing it. You know, yeah. um, there's there's little things along the way that have <laughs> you know chipped away, but not. You know, the, I've never felt like, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this because I'm a woman. You know, yeah. I, I've I've always felt like that's what I'm going to do, and and that's. But um, yeah, yeah, it's more just the little the little things that kind of come at you, um, that just you're just aware of, you know, and and sometimes, I suppose, just almost knowing you're going to be underestimated, some, you know, yeah. <laughs> and try and. It doesn't happen a lot, but it, it occasionally it does. You know, um, I mean, I've I I work with a lot of women, not not on purpose. It just seems to have been the way that's that's happened uh, in in the bands that various bands that I play in, and um, you know, the she one of my bands just over the years. You know, people sort of being like, "You guys are actually really good. You know, you've really got balls." You know, your music. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, we don't have balls for that, but um, but you know, it, it's that kind of almost. A, the surprise, like, oh, you, you know, your music's yeah. really powerful, and you, yeah, it's that kind of does chip away a little bit. <laughs> but that's that has changed, you know. Even in the last ten years we've been together, that's changed massively. So it is definitely getting better. Yeah. Was there anything that I guess particularly surprised you when you were starting out as a professional musician? Um, I guess in terms of the, the culture that you were going into. Um. Yeah, I mean. I remember when I was a bit younger, I remember being quite surprised by that kind of, um, you know, I was in a relationship with a, with a musician for a while and I remember just meeting people and they would, you know, 
don't know, that thing of just like being the girlfriend, you know, like not expecting me to be a musician yeah. as well. And just seeing, just seeing how, oh, that person thinks that about me. You know, like that's, they've assumed this, or that, this, that or the other. Uh, they assume because I'm, you know, sort of a woman, sort of young woman wearing makeup, wearing a dress. Or whatever. You know, it's like they assume these things about me. Yeah. And they were treating me like this and that. I think when you, when you're young, you're like, oh, oh, right, okay, you know. <laughs> so that's how it's going to be. Yeah. It's quite, it is quite a surprise. Um, now it's different. Now I'm older, so I'm, I'm and I'm much more confident. And you know, uh, I try to kind of uh, not sort of do the kind of apologetic, giggling, girly thing, <laughs> which it's. I actually do have to, to really be aware of that because I, I can sort of I can lapse into that quite easily but um but yeah it's 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 kind of le- learning what people's project project you know projected kind of views are of, of you just by the way you look and yeah and things like that that that's quite interesting yeah it's something to get used to I guess on the flip side because I'm I'm I kind of I'm trying to avoid this thing of saying of like making it sound like it's all Bad, mm, yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that's quite yeah. dangerous trap to fall into. So, on the flip side, what um, what are there any kind of really positive experiences you'd say you've had? Kind of, well, being a musician. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, saying all of that, the the folk scene, especially, you know, is a very, very supportive environment. Generally, yeah. you know, these these are things that ha- that happen along the way. But um, I wouldn't want to kind of portray the you know I wouldn't want to kind of give the impression that that is that is my full experience yeah. my, my my general experience uh 95% of the time is is that of a really really inclusive open-minded environment mm-hmm. um you know and and I think the folk scene does fare a lot better than than quite a lot of other genres um in many aspects of that you know in many aspects of of kind of inclusivity and things so yeah, I just I wouldn't want to give that the impression that it's all doom and gloom. Yeah, um, I've heard a few stories from uh, musicians I know of them over the past couple of years who've had quite difficult experiences, particularly in folk clubs. I think with um, with the way they're treated after shows and the way audience members talk to them, and you know, sometimes a bit of kind of unwanted you know, hand on your shoulder or that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, um, do you is do you think that's a quite a big problem in folk clubs, or is it, or is it quite limited? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's definitely something that that most women will have experienced. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's been interesting actually. I, I play in a band, the Furrow Collective, and and there's there's three women and a man, uh, Ali Roberts, uh, and he has he's witnessed quite a few things that he's been really surprised at that we've not been surprised about because we're used to it and, and actually that's interesting to sort of see it through the eyes of someone who, who hasn't ever experienced it. <laughs> you know we, we we came off a stage um at a gig and we went on to do the encore but before we did the, the kind of mc of the night said you know what a fantastic band great musicians and aren't they great to look at as well you know and um and it was just like, oh god! And, and I remember kind of, I'd kind of I had a shirt on over a kind of sleeveless top, and I'd taken the shirt off because it was really warm. I mean, I had a top on. I <laughs> wasn't like, uh, but I, and then I, 
I, I wanted to go back to the dressing room and put my shirt, the shirt bit back on because yeah. I just felt really awkward about going back on stage, even just with this, well, it was ridiculous, but that just made me feel like, oh, I don't, I don't want to, I didn't even want to get back on stage, you know, um, and, but it, it was, you know, even though I was feeling those things, I was kind of just like, oh, you know, rolling my eyes and it was Ali that, you know, he was really, really shocked. Yeah. <laughs> by the comment and, and you know um, it was that was quite interesting because it was like it kind of just showed that how used to it we were you know um, and these you know they are kind of harmless in inverted commas comments but it when you're getting that you know when that sort of you're getting that quite a lot it yeah it just gets a bit tiring after a while and you just yeah. kind of think oh, you wouldn't say that about a bunch of a bunch of men and they you know and it's yeah. It's just yeah. Yeah, I guess it's that it's that difficult thing because, like you say, they they're sort of harmless, aren't they? In that they're kind of it's it's not poorly intentioned, but it, it builds up. It's it does, a little yeah. bit every time. Yeah, yeah, and 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 generally, the people that are saying these things like that, they, they don't mean any. Of course, they don't mean any harm by it, and I think they'd be probably be mortified to, to know that it kind of did upset you know but yeah. actually it's, <laughs> it is kind of a bit out of touch really I think with well I mean it's never really been a great thing but I think nowadays it's it's definitely just not what, what yeah it's just yeah. not what you expect <laughs> um, do you have any notions of how how that situation might be improved or cause it, I guess it's a tricky one isn't yeah it? I mean I think um, I think it's sometimes a generational thing. Um, I think as we're, you know, moving through the years, uh, I think people are getting more and more aware of of that. Maybe not being, a pro- you know, the cultural culturally, we, we've we've we have changed. We are changing all the time, aren't we? And yeah. the things that were acceptable, you know, even ten years ago, are we aren't anymore, you know, as people are getting more, um, I suppose, switched on, you know, to, what well, you know, to kind of, the fact that we're not all white middle-class men, you know. <laughs> um, it's kind of, people are realising that there are a lot of different kinds of people around and actually we should all be a bit more kind of respectful. And, yeah. You know, I, and I think that's, just takes time to, to change and for people to get their head around it, you know. Um, not that I'm excusing anything, but uh, it, it's it's that slow kind of, you know, I kind of think of it like, you know, if you've got a ship that's going fast in one direction and you're kind of trying to sort of, you know, crank it around to another, you know, yeah. it takes a bit of time, doesn't it, to just sort of shift this massive vessel of, of ingrained kind of cultural kind of thinking around to... To a new way of thinking, you know, that's not easy. Like I say, it's only been a hundred years since women have had the vote, you know, and it's only you know, the like thing you know, massive things are changing all the time. Uh and it is taking a while to get the whole ship to to steer in the right direction, but but I think it's it is slowly changing, you know, uh for the better. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to see promoters doing a bit more to safeguard performers and make them feel comfortable. Yeah, I mean I think I I think it's I think promoters um um 
and festival organisers and I think are getting more and more aware of this uh, and more aware of, sort of diversifying their lineup and things like that. I think it's difficult and I understand that it's difficult because as as the you know uh, funding and funding for the arts and general kind of <laughs> you know as everything goes down the pan <laughs> and that and that way um, it's getting harder and harder for 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 people to take risks I suppose yeah. um, and you know booking lots of women is still seen as a bit of a risk which um, is unfortunate but um, but yeah. Uh, so that's I do understand that that's difficult, but I think there is there's much more intent there, you know, uh, than you know, an, an awareness. Um, but yeah, like you say, kind of making sure that people feel comfortable and yeah, I think I think there is more that can be done. I think it's it's an interesting thing with the folk music because it's you know there's there's a sort of very professional you know it's it's someone's job. It's yeah. it's there's no kind of HR department or there's no you know there's no infrastructure there a lot of the time to to set these kind of boundaries and and have guidelines on how people should be treated mm-hmm. you know it's it's left to the individual a lot of the time to to make that clear themselves and you know when you're you know when, when I think back to when I was starting out gigging like you know 19 20 year old I didn't have the confidence or the awareness myself to to know how to kind of articulate how I should be treated or how I felt comfortable to be talked about or viewed you know Um, and I still feel like I'm figuring that I you know I'm working on that myself so um, yeah I think I think it's important for promoters and 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 people on that side to to be really aware of that as well Um, and like I say I think that's definitely improving and and I think people are are, are definitely trying to, to change that. Uh, think a bit about festivals. Um, how how do you think the festival scene in general is doing in terms of diversity? Yeah, I mean, I, I think again, I think it's improving. You know, um, sometimes I still look at festival bills and you know see a huge <laughs> uh, amount of men <laughs> on the bill mm-hmm. uh, and, and and much less women, um, but. It's definitely, definitely improving all the time. Um, I, I do think, like I was saying earlier, that you know, that there are other other areas of diversity that that can definitely do better. But then the folks in general it is that's the case, and, and there's things to look at there and, and, and ask why that is, you know, um, and that's a, that's a, a huge conversation, <laughs> um, and that's you know, um, I think I think that's happening more and more you know that conversation but um yeah i think there's a way to go but it's definitely improving mm-hmm. are there any festivals in particular that you think are, are kind of particularly leading the way there's this new initiative by prs uh prs foundation uh, the key change um where you know uh, you can sort of festivals can sign up to and, and pledge to kind of uh, have a sort of 50 50 gender balance by I think it's 2022 you know so I think I know that Cambridge Folk Festival have signed up to that and they've been pretty good actually I think over the years and being fairly balanced um, gender wise um, uh, Celtic Connections have signed up to that as well um, and yeah a few other festivals um, 
yeah, definitely some festivals are better than others, I'd say. Um, that kind of, that kind of being aware of that. Yeah. Mm. Um, just thinking about the folk scene in general, um, I was chatting to Tom Besford from English Folk Expo mm. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he... Um, Sorry, it's yeah, but yeah, his festival. Um, uh, yeah, he's he's really good for that. Yeah, he's he's really switched on with that. Yeah, yeah. So we we talked a little bit about this. I think yeah, he was definitely. Um, I think that's signed up the key change. Um, yes. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. 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 That's great. Um, and his his thoughts on kind of where the folk scene needs to go in the future to thrive is um, he was saying that he wants to see more folk musicians playing in bigger venues. What what do you think the, the folk scene needs to do to actually start getting? that's an interesting question um and it's and it's it's something that I've thought about a lot because I I don't know and I don't I mean this is a very kind of on business savvy attitude in a way but but I mean I love I love a house concert (laughs) no I mean I love um I love playing music that's quite niche and 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 quite obscure and I don't know how to get a bigger audience without being you know without sort of dumbing things down a bit to be honest like no offense to the general public but you know it's (laughs) um you know it's people like what they know don't they and um if you if you put out something that's maybe a bit more challenging then it is harder to to bring that to a bigger audience um i don't know i don't know what the answer to that is um i think there you know there are there are things that have that have managed that, but I, I I think the way I suppose the way not to do it is to is to sort of try and second guess what what audiences want and and make the music that you think they're gonna like. Yeah. You know you have to kind of do what you want to do, and um, and if people like it, they like it. <laughs> that's my opinion anyway. <laughs> but I don't know. That's you know that's probably why I I don't play huge venues a lot, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone does. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, on your, or well, particularly on your latest, al- latest album, I think, so, right, you're great. You, you, you sing in, um, is it Gaelic? Is yeah, it? yeah, Scottish Gaelic. Gaelic. Yeah, Gaelic. yeah. Um, and uh, do you, how do you find people relate to that, or particularly outside of Scotland? Do, do people struggle with it, or is it? Yeah, I mean, I think people generally respond well to it um i mean i do have kind of mixture so i i probably do about 40 percent gaelic songs you know in my set um and it's really important to me to to sing in gaelic because that's been a big part of of my i suppose musical kind of life you know growing up and um, uh, a big part of why i i play music um and it's also just a beautiful language and and sounds great (laughs) when you sing um but um, yeah, I mean, again, I suppose maybe it's part of that. Um, you know, bigger audiences. It is does that sort of hinder or help? You know, getting to reaching a wider audience to to be singing another language. You know, is that challenging to people? Um, I think, I think people generally, with especially you know, with the kind of folk music, a lot of it's very emotional and, and very, you know, conveys a lot without necessarily having to. You know, people have to understand. Um, I mean, I think a lot. Of, I think quite a lot of people don't listen to the words anyway yeah. when they go to a gig. <laughs> you know, some people for some people that's 
that is all it's about and they love you know that's really really important yeah. but some people just like to kind of drift off anyway you know so if you're singing another language don't think it matters <laughs> um but yeah i think i think it's uh, for me it's really important and i i think that it's interesting i hope it's interesting for most people to hear a language that they don't know yeah. um and you know it's it's you it's i mean most people i know that sing in another language that, that most of the audience won't be speaking, they, they will explain what the song's about beforehand or, you know, convey that in the music. So, yeah, I, I hope it's, I hope it's something, I think it's something that people enjoy. Yeah, yeah, I think totally right. I, I grew up in South Wales, so I, in school I sang a lot of Welsh mm, songs. Mm. And I, I still quite like to do that now, even though my Welsh isn't great, so I don't necessarily kind of understand the words all the time. Mm. But, yes, yeah, it's, it's just... I guess particularly when you're from that area, it's really it's, you. It, there's good to have that personal connection. I, I guess audiences must um, pick up on that. Yeah, I mean, I I'm a big believer in 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 being. You know, I think people's personalities when you come out in their music. You know, um, and I think the best music is always, for me, like the really kind of, you know, something that is totally that personal for that person, and 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 they're not like I was saying earlier. They're not trying to kind of second guess what they think the audience wants. They're just doing what what's pouring out of them you know um and for me you know like I was saying that's that's part of who I am and, and part of what what I've kind of grown up with and so to not have it in my set would feel like yeah it just feels like that's yeah that's part of my what what I hope I kind of put out in my set is is very much me and that's part of me so um I think people respond to that you know so I think a bit about the future. Um, what what are the indicators you would look for to see that the folk scene is kind of heading in a positive direction? Seeing more diversity, you know, seeing more diversity on on the big stages at, at festivals um, and and on the wee stages. <laughs> um, um, just would, for me, that would be that would be great. You know, um, I think having more access to it um, for for people. That maybe aren't as well off, or you know, and and I think that would I think it's really important to to keep you know free tuition in schools, you know, um, and to keep music just yeah to have music available. It's it's getting harder and harder with with the kind of the government that we're under, and yeah. you know, and in the UK and uh, and all the cuts across the board. But I think the more music is available to to people who might not have the chance. The more diverse our scene will be, and the better better for it, you know. Mm. Um, and yeah, and and like I say, you know, just seeing that being reflected on stages is a is a great indicator. Um, on that point, um, well, what do you think of folk music's position within music education at the moment? Do you think there's enough of it? Yeah, I mean, I it's not something I know a great deal about because I don't I'm. I'm not in the, the sort of education system really that much, but um, and yeah, I mean, it. I think it depends on the area as well. You know, you see some great work being done, um, the, you know, at Cecil Sharp House, and there's there's a lot of outreach, isn't there? Stuff going on there, and and that's great. Um, and you know, in Scotland, uh, you know, I grew up through the Fish movement. That's not in that's not in schools really, but that's a kind of extracurricular thing. But that's that's been a huge, huge part of 
of a lot of musicians, my, myself and a lot of my musician friends, been involved in that. Um, and there's the youth mu- youth music initiative, which actually I I used to go into schools, and that was Face Face so it was part of the Face movement that they they ran these, um, you know, where musicians went into schools and, and would teach them songs and dance and and you know some instrumental stuff and yeah, just you know you really see going in and doing these things like there are kids that just don't that just would never get to do that you know at yeah. all have no idea what the instruments are or you know anything like that and and so important that I think um so you know there are these things happening but um but I think it's under threat all the time you know at the moment there's just it's not valued um enough uh, by by the those in charge yeah. <laughs> and so what's next for you in your career in general what are you looking forward to um well I'm uh, I've just finished uh well, tonight I'm playing with the, the as we as we do the interview. I'm, I'm uh, performing with the Lost Words Spell Songs, which has been a fantastic pro- uh, project, um, and actually we're going to be doing more of that in the in the future. More more to be to be announced. Um, so I'm really looking forward to doing more with that. Um, I've got tours. I've got tours with the She and the Furrow Collective and my own solo stuff. Uh, I've got some kind of solo project bubbling away forming in my head that I'm going to do next not entirely sure what what that's going to be um, and yeah and, and Trad Reclaimed Women and Folk which is coming up on the 15th of March that weekend um, so that's that's kind of definitely the next thing that I'm yeah that I'm really looking to and really hoping it's going to go well looking forward to it thank you very much thanks for having me cheers Thank you very much to Rachel and to you for listening. As ever, I'll be back in two weeks' time with another fascinating guest. This podcast is produced by Greenwood Side, an organisation dedicated to having more conversations like this about where the folk scene is at and where it's going. If you want to share your thoughts on anything you've heard in this podcast, you can drop me an email at podcast at greenwoodside.co.uk or find us on Twitter at greenwoodsideuk or look up Greenwood Side on Facebook. Please do also leave a review of the podcast in iTunes. To find out more about any of this, please visit greenwoodside.co.uk.